0: Hey, welcome everybody to the Zoe Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. We are in a series called Rejected. We are rejecting the lies that we've been told and replacing them with God's truth. We're going to jump in in just a moment to Genesis chapter 16. We're going to start with the story of Hagar today. But again, I want to thank everyone that subscribes to our podcast. Thank you for liking, commenting, and sharing about our church. And I want to thank everyone that partners with us. If you want to partner with Zoe and help us get the message of Jesus around the world, go to our website and give there. It would mean the world to us. But with no further ado, come on, let's jump into Rejected. Part two. I want to talk today about lie number two. And that is rejecting the lie that no one cares and no one sees. A lot of us were just like, no, nobody cares about me. Nobody's watching my life. I'm just out on my own trying to make ends meet. Nobody really's watching out for me. Nobody really knows what I'm dealing with. No one really cares about what I'm up against. I want to reject that lie today, and I want to go to Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 16, we're going to look at a story today. uh, It's by a lady. Her name is Hagar. Hagar is the maidservant of a lady named Sarah. Sarah is married to a man named Abraham. Now, God came to Abraham and Sarah and gave them a promise. I don't know if you're carrying a promise today, carrying a prophetic word today, carrying something God spoke over your life. But Abraham and Sarah, they've got a promise from God that they're going to have a child, and this child will be out of this child many nations. So they're carrying this promise, this precious promise, this prophetic word. But anybody just kind of get frustrated with God sometimes that God's timeline is not your timeline? You ever notice that God's not always operating with the hours in which you are operating in? So they get frustrated and they're like, the promise is not coming to pass. And so, and so Sarah just gives her maidservant Hagar, this Old Testament stuff. Men do not try this nowadays, okay? This is Old Testament stuff. So, so Sarah gave yeah, this is old school. So Sarah gave her maidservant Hagar. Just, just point number one today. Can you just not rush God's plan? You need to be patient on God's timing. God is, as I've learned, never too early, and he's never too late. He is an on-time God. They take matters into their own hands. They want to force the issue, and so she says, here, have Hagar. Abraham sleeps with Hagar. She gets pregnant. And the moment she gets pregnant, Sarah starts to despise Hagar. Be careful of what you ask for. Be careful what you manipulate, because you can get what you want and hate it. You can get what you want and despise it. Sarah gave Hagar over to Abraham. The moment she gets pregnant, she's madder than a hornet. I got what I wanted, but I realized I didn't want this. So now Hagar's hated now. Hagar's probably just thinking to herself, I didn't ask for this. I didn't pray for this. I was just being obedient. Sarah uh, or Hagar runs away. And watch the angel of the Lord show up to Hagar's life. I love this. Verse 7, put put up on the screen. The angel of the Lord found Hagar. (laughs) Some of you are being found today. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to shore. And the angel said to Hagar, this is so God, Sarah's servant, hey, where have you come from? (laughs) And sister, where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. Just circle that in your Bible, God hears. For the Lord has heard you cry in your distress. Can I just tell you that whatever you utter, God's listening. God's list. God can listen so well, he even knows your thoughts. God knows all your text history. Oh, Jesus. He's seen every meme and every gift you ever sent. He's on the group text. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears, he hears. For the Lord has heard you cry in distress. This son of yours will be a wild man. Thank you, Jesus. As untamed as wild donkey, he will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. Sounds like some of my children. Yes, he will will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Therefore, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. You are the God that sees me. Here's Hagar. She's in the wilderness. She's by the river. She's, she's, just, she's all up in her feelings. You ever been all up in your feelings? She's all up in her feelings. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I guess I'll go eat worms. She's just so distraught. She's so discouraged. She's so depressed. All of a sudden, the angel shows up. Where, where are you coming from? And, and tell me, Hagar, where are you going? Can I ask you those questions today? Where are you coming from? And where is this lie leading you? Where are you? Are you headed towards the path of truth? Or are you headed down the path of lie? He says, where are you coming from? Where are you going? And then he starts to speak prophetic words over her i want you to name this child god hears me and the place that you're standing is god sees me anybody thankful today that god hears the prayers that you've been praying anybody thankful today that his eye is on the sparrow he's been watching you're going out and you're coming in clap today if you're thankful he sees you See, a lot of us have believed the lie that God doesn't care. Nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Nobody's listening. Nobody is involved. Nobody has compassion. Nobody has empathy. Nobody really cares about what I'm struggling with. I want to first and foremost declare God does. God sees your struggle. He sees your tears. He sees your pain. He sees the process you're in. He sees what you're going through right now. Oh, he's the God that sees. He's the God that hears. This is not just for Hagar. This is for me and you to debunk the myth, to reject the lie that it's me against the world. That's just a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> I want to just tell you three, three lies that you've been listening to that aren't true. Write down number one. Here's the first lie that you got to get rid of is that God can't love me. My sin is too great. Some of us are like, how could God love me? My sin is far too great. Because a lot of us, what we do is we have levels of sin. Like we think that there's like small sin, but like, whoa, if you do that, that's a big sin. God is not measuring sin that way. God does not have categories of sin. In fact, if you want to talk about big sin, to me, big sin is pride. It's not something you can identify. It's a haughty spirit. That's what God will take out. That's what God will work against. But when we talk about levels of it, no, there's no sin that you've involved yourself in where God's like, you know what? I just, I can't work with that. I've got to take my eyes off that. No, the Bible says in Proverbs that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and the unrighteous. God doesn't only look at righteous, good, holy church people. He even watches us in our wandering. He watches you when you're deviant. He watches you when you're rebellious. He watches you when you're... Come on, clap today if you're thankful. He doesn't take his eyes off you because you sin. Who convinced you to make such a big deal about sin? The Bible says, through one man, sin entered into the world. But through another man, righteousness has come. We don't make the big deal about Adam. I don't worship Adam. I worship Jesus. I don't put my eyes. Sin, just look at the definition. Sin, by definition, is simply missing the mark. It's like if you and I were to go out and play darts, you and I would struggle to maybe ever hit a bullseye. Sin is missing the mark. It's like watching every single Clipper game, them never hitting a jump shot. Who am I? Pre- I feel like preaching in this place today. I felt the ghost. <laughs> you, you, you're making such a big deal about the times that you've missed the mark. For all have missed the mark and fallen short of the glory of God. See, we live in this culture that we have such bandwagon fans. When someone's winning and someone's doing good, we want to align our lives with them because they've got momentum. But when someone loses, when someone's like Hagar in distress, when someone's by the river crying their eyes out, feeling like I'm the worst, we distance ourselves. You ever, you ever, you ever had that phrase like socially, someone's like, we got to distance ourselves from them. And you know, in this season, we're going to distance ourselves from them. They're dangerous. Fam, you dangerous talking like that. What are we talking about? You're the dangerous one. As if your sin, watch this, this is the lie you've been told, that your sin separates you from God. Romans 8, watch what the scripture says. For I am convinced that nothing could ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angel nor demon, neither our fears today or tomorrow, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing you have done, there is nothing you have said, there is no place you have gone where God's like, you know what, buddy, I got I to distance myself. I really got to get some separation because, you know what, you're a sinner. No, there's nothing that you've done that could ever separate you from the love of God. What lie have you been told that God's over here and you, bad sinner, are over there? No, it is only by the righteousness that is found in Christ Jesus that we are brought near by the blood of God to come to the throne of grace to find mercy in the time of need. Don't you believe the lie that your sin is so big? You know what's big? The cross. You know what's big? The blood of Jesus. You know what's big? The power of his love. Oh, come on, Zoe. Anybody thankful? I'll tell you what's strong. The love of Jesus is the greatest force. It's an unstoppable force. Don't you believe the lie that God doesn't care because you got into deviant behavior or you've been rebellious or you've had a bad season? Don't you believe the lie that God doesn't love you until you get good? God loves you when you're bad. God loves you when you're doing the wrong stuff. God loves you when you're on the wrong track. God loves you when you turn your back. The Bible says when you are faithless, God remains faithful. Give him a praise. If you're thankful, it's a lie from the pit of hell second one i love this lie we got to get rid of it it's god's too big to care about little old me you know a lot of us believe this lie that like you know god cares about the queen god cares about the, this important family god cares about those people but out of the billions of people on the earth and the stars and the moon and everything created on earth there's no way that god's watching little old me God can't be concerned about me and my apartment. God can't be concerned about me and my bills. God can't be concerned about me. There's no way that all the things he has to take care of, there's no way he is also involved in my life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Hagar is proof. He hears and he sees. He's involved in the details of your life. You know how they said the devil's in the details? I'll tell you, God is into the details. God knows how to hook you up. God knows how to bless your life. God knows how to make you laugh. God knows how to bless your socks off. God knows how to favor you. God knows how to promote you. God, clap today like you're excited. There's someone stronger that's for me than against me. And the, the, lie, the lie is, little old you, Look, come on, man. Little, little old you, you're... you're <laughs> Come on, man. You grew up on an island. Come on. Come on. You, 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 you know your last night. You know what your parents did. you you, first generation. Come on, man. You, you, God. <laughs> God cares about you. You're yeah, right. That is a lie. God cares about every detail of your life. When I was growing up, my mom used to, we pull in the mall parking lot. My mom used to be like, Jesus, I thank you that right now we're going to get a parking spot. And then we get a parking spot. She'd be like, thank you, Jesus. Now i always be like, Mama, I don't know if God did that. I think Rick was just leaving and we got a spot. But I, I like that she was trying to train me to see God's involved in the details. He's lining things up. He's making, you know, it's cheesy, but you're playing checkers, but God's playing chess. He's making things happen. He's, he's rearranging. He's, he's moving things for your good. And what the enemy intended for harm, God, through his redemptive power, can turn it around and actually propel you and use it for the good in your life. The lie is that you're, you're a nobody from nowhere. You're a mess up. You're just, you're Hagar. And the angel shows up and says, where where, are you you coming from? Where are you headed? I hear. I see. See, the lie is like, I'm just Hagar. But the truth is he hears and he sees. Psalm 139, look at this scripture. This This is the truth of God. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me in behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot even attain it. For you formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows it very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book they were all written the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them how precious also are your thoughts to me O God how great is the sum of them if I should count them they would be more in number than the sand when I awake I am still with you Oh, clap today, Zoe family. Clap, Zoe, if you're grateful. He's watching your life. God's so involved. He said, I'm before you. I'm behind you. My hand is upon you. I know when you stand up and when you sit down and when you go out and when you come in, I'm fully acquainted with your thoughts, even from afar. Don't you listen to the lie that it's you against the world. God is for you. God is with you. God's hand, I feel like give him a praise just out of gratitude today. Thank you, God, that you see and you hear. Don't you listen to that lie. The serpent, by the way, he's a liar. He And not only is he a liar, he's the accuser of the brethren. So he starts to get in your ear. Nobody cares about you. No, life would be better without you. Nobody even cares where you are tonight. Nobody even cares what you're up to. Nobody's watching you. Nobody's inviting you. It's the lie of the serpent. Truth comes and whispers into your ear, I've called. His eye is on the sparrow. Look at Matthew chapter 10. Watch Jesus. He said, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Amen. He knows how many hairs are on your head. Did you, did you hear that one in Psalm 139? More than the sands of the seas, so are the thoughts of the Lord towards you. Yeah. You, you ever get obsessed with a thought? And you just think about this thought all day, just thinking. God says, more than the sands of this, I'm thinking about you. The other day, we took our kids out to the beach uh, last Friday, not this Friday. It would have been wonderful to go this Friday, it was 75. We went the Friday before, it was 67. Julia was like, I I just need an hour out of the beach to lay out. We get to the beach, I'm like, "Do do you feel the wind? I don't think we should be here today. She's like, I just need an hour. I'm like, all right, I'm staying here in my shirt and my hat, and I'm not getting in that water. And so we go to the beach, and the the boys don't care if it's 40. They're going to get into the water. So they got their swimmers on, and they go jump in the water, and they're swimming and laughing and having fun. I said, go, girl. You go play with your boys. I'll stay right here and film you. And so... And so we get back to the van, and, and you know, I got, a, I got a swagger wagon. I got a minivan, okay? This is precious to me. I, I pay the payment, and uh, it's on lease. And so, and so we get to go in the van. I'm like, boys, everybody strip down buck naked before you get in my van take your underwears off your, your shorts off everybody so my boys is just in the parking lot and then they're like dad but I'm, I'm like don't butt me take your shorts off so one of the boys the six-year-old he puts his his shorts down and i promise he has like a sand diaper it's like a sand diaper i asked him i said young man come here how did you find a cluster of sand put it in a fist and drop it into your drawers it's a sand diaper. It's like so much sand. And even, you know, I take their, their shorts, I wring them out, I, 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 I try and get all the sand out, I put them in the trunk where all the sin lives in that thing. And, and even yesterday, I'm going in the trunk, there's still sand everywhere. Sand for days. God says, more than the sands of the seas, so are the thoughts of the Lord towards you today. That's a lot of thoughts. And we, we just think like, Does anybody care? Anybody watching? Anybody anybody thinking? It's just just me. What a lie. God says, I'm thinking and I'm strategizing and I'm making a way where there seems to be no way. I make rivers (laughs) in the desert, (laughs) I can make roads in the wilderness. I'm thinking about how can I bless you? How can I favor you? How can I lift you up above and help you understand you're the head and not the tail. But you listen to that lie. Little me. You ought to listen to the truth. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. If I didn't have Jesus, I'd be a nobody. But his blood makes me a somebody. Don't you listen to that lie. Third one, write this down. Worship team, come join me. Don't you listen to the lie that my heart and situation are too dark for God to get involved. See, because some of us go, well, I'm not a big like deviant sinner and I don't have all these sin patterns. And I'm not like the chief of crazy sin. But, but you know what? My thoughts are dark. And my situation is dark. So for me, my problem is not crazy sin. For me, I just think I'm, I got too much junk for God to deal with. So God surely must deal with the people that have all the answers, that have all their stuff together. Some of us are like, well, God can't work with me because I've got too much baggage. God specializes in messes. He never stays away from the mess. He never goes, well, that's too much for me. I can't clean that up. No, God loves to get into into the problem. He loves to get into the issue. He loves, come on, anybody thankful for his redemptive power, for his redemptive love, for his redemptive grace? Clap today if you're thankful. He's not put off by your mess. Your mess is not too big for God. God dealt with sin, that's a big mess. God dealt with death, that's a big mess. If God can deal with sin and God can deal with death, God can deal with whatever's going on inside of your mind, whatever's going on in your heart, whatever's going on in your home, whatever's going on in your life. He's not put off by your mess. In fact, God will turn your mess into a message. Some of you are like, I got pain. Welcome to the club. He turns pain into platform and says, now I will redeem you and I will restore you and I will take you from darkness to light. And out of that now, your greatest passion will become your greatest ministry the things that hurt you and the things that were meant to destroy you and the things that were meant to harm you, God will turn it around and that will become the area you're able to relate with people and say, let me tell you how God brought me out of addiction. Let me tell you how God brought me out of depression. Let me tell you how God brought me out of divorce. Let me tell you how God brought me out of pills. Come on, clap today if you're thankful that God before me who can be against me and God is not intimidated by my mess. One of my favorite guys to listen to is this sports commentator. His name's Colin Coward. He's, he's a really smart guy. And he has this line, he always says, you know, winners don't like to hang around losers. And I think in our culture, it's really true. When we think this about ourselves. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. People don't want to hang around me because I lose and I've lost. That might be true of mean small people. But that's not true of God. God can pick you up, pull you out of a pit, set your feet upon a rock. He can today put a new song in your mouth. Many will see and many will hear that God has been good. Don't you believe that lie that you're a nobody? Don't you believe that lie that nobody cares about you? Heaven cares. One of my favorite sayings is you're on heaven's radar. You know every once in a while you need to be reminded you're on heaven's radar god is watching us we used to listen to this song growing up in the car my whole family would be driving and they my parents would put on 92.5 it was like all the clean enough songs not not that kiss fm stuff growing up 92.5 it's like bruce springsteen stuff just right there and this song from bet midler would come on god is watching us from a distance my mom would be singing along god is watching us from a distance, my dad would turn down the radio. Up, kids, God is not watching us from a distance. He's watching us up close, like the song would be on I'm like, I know what's coming. God's not watching from a distance. Go ahead, Dad. Hit him with the hit him with the line. Pops shows up at Hagar, finds her in the wilderness. Where, 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 you, where you going? <laughs> what happened? Where are you going from here? Where is this lead? See, I think God loves you so much that God will sometimes speak to people about your problems. That's called a word of knowledge. And God loves you so much that he says, you're on my radar. I'm watching. I'm listening. I'm involved. I'm fully acquainted with all your ways. And I'm not willing for you to go on a path that's desolate, a path of destruction, a path of barrenness, a path of deceit, and a path of lies. That's what the enemy wants. Clap me if you're thankful. I want you in freedom. I want you in truth. I want you in light. I want you in love. I'll stand to your feet. Let me read one last verse to you. Look at this verse Isaiah 9. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You're not gonna walk in darkness forever, you're not gonna stay in that funk forever. I hear truth being shouted. I hear truth being whispered. I hear truth from heaven saying, I love you. I called you. I've got a plan. Come on, let's pray today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that your eye is on the sparrow. Thank you that you never sleep.